Welcome to this week in Loveland Tiger Sports here on ESP Media, powered by Sidem Sports and LovelandTigers.org. I'm Jason Griefer, and we're joined in the winter season premiere by Loveland AD Brian Knatzer. Brian, Happy New Year. How are things in Tiger Nation? Happy New Year, Jason. Happy New Year, Tiger Nation. Things at Loveland are, are great. We're, we're back at it. Really took a, a very brief uh, break uh, for the holidays and the new year and really haven't missed a beat. And, you know, our, our kids and coaches are at it and um, excited about this upcoming week. Yeah, you've had a lot of busy things going on here, and obviously school getting started again, so the winter sports season gets going again. Uh, let's start off with uh, one of the f- more unique winter sports, and that's your academic team. A lot of people don't necessarily think about that when they think of uh, high school student-athletes, but they certainly are. And uh, a really nice December, you split with two-time defending league champ Western Hills, and you sweep Turpin. Uh, get going again Wednesday against Milford. In talking with uh, Coach Hutchell and Coach Pahana, how have they kept the students sharp over the uh, winter break? Oh, Coach Mahana does a, an outstanding job. They have they're very uh, dedicated. If you go in their practice practices that they have in the classroom, it's very upbeat. It's it's a, a lot of challenges that they put out to the to the students. Students bring a lot of the challenges back to uh, the next practice session, and it's it's a lot of fun and, and it's it's a lot of competition. The kids really enjoy this and and. We're really excited because, um, yeah, not only did we split with Walnut Hills and went to, to over Turpin, we are we're hosting uh, Milford on Wednesday, so it's our first home meet, which is this Wednesday. We do it in the media center, and uh, it'll start at roughly three thirty or so, and carry on for a couple hours, and it's a lot of fun. And and come out and, and support and and challenge yourself to see if you can mentally answer some of the questions that are being thrown out to the kids as well. So come on out and support this Wednesday for academic team. If I may ask, how do you do when you sit there and try and answer these questions? <laughs> I pale in comparison to what these kids know. Uh, <laughs> a couple science questions I might get right and, and a couple sports questions I might be, get right. But I, other than that, well, these kids are so talented and so intelligent just with the literature questions that they can answer in depth, the math questions that they can answer in depth, and the high-level science questions uh, and, and trivia questions just – Outstanding, very, very smart group of kids we have here at Loveland. Yeah, they certainly are, and uh, best luck to them against Milford in that home match. Uh, let's move into the pool, uh, both sw- swimming uh, roughly at the midway point of the season there. What have you look- seen as far as the progress goes there? And uh, give us an, uh, give us a couple of names to keep an eye on as we head toward the ECC championship in a few weeks. Yeah, I'll give you a couple of shout-outs. Uh, Sarah Raleigh, a junior, um, this uh, mid-December she won the 200 IM and the 100 breath at New Richmond, turned around at Marymount and won the 200 free and the 100 fly. So Sarah Lolly is definitely someone to keep uh, your eye on. Um, and uh, Brandon Day, who won the 500 free and the 100 uh, back at New Richmond, also broke a couple uh, pool records out there and turned right around and won the 200 uh, free and the 100 back at Marymount. Uh, and we will be... Uh, against some pretty stiff competition this week at Princeton on Saturday. So, again, uh, Coach Lewis is preparing that team. Keep a lookout for those two uh, names. They will uh, they will be um, seen week in and week out Absolutely. as this, as the season progresses absolutely we'll certainly be keeping tabs on them we'll see how they do when we uh, talk again next week let's talk about your wrestling team and, and my gosh uh, I'm looking up and down and preparing for this look up and down the standings in the ECC and every it seems like every single weight class you either have the leader or the guy that's number two or number three in the weight class I mean coach Switzer has to be beyond thrilled with what he's gotten 
production wise out of his yeah, guys so far. Yeah, Co- yeah, Coach Swatcher does not take time off. It, it is really a year round commitment from the middle school and, and what he does with these kids. But uh, outstanding, you know. I got a this in the what used to be called the Holiday Classic, but it's a coaches' classic up at Harrison um, in the middle of December, right before the holiday break. We had Jake Casonas uh, finish second. I mean, what a well-run tournament that, that that is. A lot of competition, more schools than I have ever seen up there. The wrestling was just high quality. I mean, you're talking state state placers from last year and projected ones as, as much as well this year out there wrestling on those mats. It was a very high-level competition, so we're very proud, very proud of Jake and you know our team and what they accomplished. But congratulations, Jake, for placing second. Um, I tell you what, this week we're heading to uh, Perrysburg Invitational, but I really want to talk about last week. Uh, this past weekend we finished fourth overall at Beaver Creek Invite, and uh, great uh, competition up there as well. Jake Casonas, whom I just mentioned, uh, was the champ uh, at, at his weight class. Uh, we had a couple um, runner-ups at 113. We had Ty Harder, 138, Toby D. Milam, 170, Liam Hamill, and 220 was Austin Beamer. Coming in third place was 106, Brett Hogan, 145, Jack Case. And fourth was Trishan Greaterex at 160. And we had many uh, many more as well. But 12 out of 13 wrestlers placed at this uh, Beaver Creek Invitational. So, like you said, our, our kids are working hard. Um, they're trying to face the best competition, so they're prepared as the uh, postseason comes here before we know it. But, yeah, we're excited. We're excited for, for the ECC, and we're, we're excited for the rest of the season. You do realize with all the success, if this keeps up, you're going to have to add new trophy cases at, at Loveland High School to uh, <laughs> to basically corral all the awards these guys are winning. Yeah, we're already trying to have to switch some trophies out. I'm telling you, it's, it gets <laughs> very difficult and challenging to figure out which ones to keep and which ones to put and recircle or recycle, you know, in a year from now or so. <laughs> well, and they're certainly making it a problem for you the way that the way they're performing. So, a great season for them thus far, and a long way to go. And they've got high expectations, I'm sure. Uh, let's move sure. on to the uh, let's move on to bowling and and my gosh, uh, both teams. Let's start with the boys first. Uh, uh, pardon the t- pardon the terrible pun, but they're they're on an absolute roll. Uh, eight and one overall. They're five and one in league play. But the thing I want to talk about that's really impressive to me is the depth. Five bowlers averaging one eighty or better. I mean, Coach Adams must be off the charts thrilled with the consistent depth and strong performances every single match. Yeah, and that's it. A- just did not happen by accident. Coach Adams has has been really, uh, for lack of a better term, recruiting our, our junior high kids, providing opportunities for our junior high kids in the summer to bowl. He goes and he, he coaches them up and teaches them a little bit about what it uh, what it's like to be a bowler and just really just what's best for the sport, um, creating. Uh, you know, some excitement for bowling, and with that comes the success that you just mentioned. And you get, you get a team average of eight ninety nine uh, for our boys. Uh, leading the pack is Alton French with one ninety, and kind of this new on the scene is the Sharon Peacock with also you know right behind him with a one ninety as well. So really excited for these guys. Um, they're they're doing very very well. Uh, we actually will face Turpin both Monday and Wednesday this week, and then we've got the fun uh, Lancer Baker Baker Bash on uh, 
at, at, at Northwest Lanes on this Saturday. So congratulations to the success that they're having early on. Absolutely. And on the girls' side, uh, they've decided that they're going to one-up the boys. They haven't lost yet. 8-0 overall, 6-0 in league play. Uh, Grady Pettit's been outstanding. Uh, one, 175 average. Boulder best of the year this past weekend at the ECC SWOC Challenge, averaging a 192. Uh, when you talk to uh, Coach Grogan, what has he been saying about Grady, not only as a, as a bowler but as a leader on this team? Oh, he's, he's always had the, the utmost respect for her um, and has been talking about what a leader she was last year. And, again, uh, this wasn't by accident. This, he, he's been uh, grooming her, uh, teaching how, how to be a leader of this team, uh, and, and she's been stepping up to that. And she's the ECC player, um, athlete of the week. Well, actually, the entire squad is the athlete of the week. Uh, but, yeah, she's just been um, – she, she's, a, she's a leader by example. Um, and she's, she's doing a great job, and the, and the girls look up to her, uh, listen to her, and that's who we like at, at, at our helm. So congratulations to her. We, we face uh, the same schedule as the boys, so that will be this Monday, Wednesday, against a tough Turpin team. And then we're off to the Northwest Lanes uh, for that Lancer Baker Bash as well. So congratulations to Grady, who is she's third overall uh, in the ECC. Yeah, great season for her. Great season for the team thus far, and still a lot of a lot of high hopes there going forward. Uh, let's move on to the hardwood uh, boys basketball. It's been a better stretch as of late, winning three in a row after a brutal start to ECC play. I mean, the schedule makers did you guys no favors, putting basically every top team. In your schedule to start conference play uh, right out of the gate, but turn it around one three in a row. Uh, how do you think Coach Reese has done in managing that early onslaught and getting his teams through it, and now seeing the results on the other side? I mean, if you, you go to those games. I mean, we we lost one to a. I remember Walnut Hills. It was a last second three quarter shot. Right. It was. It was very tough game. We're in. We're in control of the game. They get a. They get a three point three quarter shot <laughs> to end the game. It's over. And you know, look at these scores, and they're they're tight scores. We're in every game. Um, I, you know, you're you're right. We're not only starting tough against the ECC teams. We're we're going out against these GMC teams as well. Um, and uh, we were able to uh, to beat uh, Mason um, and Springboro over the over the break uh, this past weekend uh, on Saturday. What a game versus Sycamore. Uh, Got to give a uh, shout out to Alex Sos, who is who is the ECC Player of the Week. Uh, just you know, a couple rebounds, but really stood in there at the end of the game. It was a tight game, like every single one has been. Uh, he had two free throws, made them both, clinched that victory uh, for those final seconds, and you know, done a great job with. You know, we've got our ball handlers, Brenton Fouts, who's leading our scoreboard with 91 points. I think he, you know, he's in the top five with assists. College head pass, same thing. Eighty, I think he's, if it's updated, somewhere around 82 points or so for um, the leaders uh, and the ECC for points. So those guys really leading our, uh, our team, our depth and our bench, uh, we've got a lot of it. So as far as managing that depth, I think it's, it's getting everyone to play together and really learning how to, how to finish a game strong and to stay healthy. Uh, to continue work, you know, manage that bench and, and uh, you know, go strong throughout the rest of the season. Up next, we've got Withrow on Tuesday, and Friday uh, is our uh, ECC matchup against West Claremont High School. And I just got to say that that is our Hall of Fame uh, night as well. So the LAB actually presents our Hall of Famers, which 
Uh, if I can mention a couple of those here, we have four going into the Hall of Fame here at Loveland High School. Sam Bolden, class of 1972. He was a basketball and track star. Uh, Jessica, Jessica Junwa graduated 2010, a track star. Uh, Sarah Fisher uh, graduated in 2010, also a, a track and a cross-country star. And Andrew Alton, class of 14, who was uh, not only on the state championship football team, but also was a heavyweight um, champion uh, wrestler as well. So really excited for this Friday. Uh, come out and see great ECC competition against West Claremont and welcome our new four Hall of Famers into our Hall of Fame here at Loveland High School. Absolutely, and congratulations to those honorees. That's obviously a, a very, very big honor. And then obviously, like you said, big conference basketball game and looking to keep the momentum going forward. Let's move over to the uh, to the girls' side. And, boy, you talk about stellar play. This has been it. 7-0 and in ECC play are the girls. They're winning by 31 a game. They're only giving up 32 per game. I mean, it's insane how they've been playing. And uh, Jillian Hayes, I, I, for my mind, has to be up there for ECC Player of the Year thus far. She's fourth in scoring, second in rebounding, fifth in steals, third in blocks. I mean, what what more can you say about how good she has been? Well, you you have you have to to game play for her, and the best thing about that is we've got a lot that surrounds her. We have uh, Tess Browerman, who is one of the top uh, leaderboards for assists. Uh, Jenna Batch, who's also uh, top ten scoring. Uh, Kate Gary, who's up there as well. You know, she's a perimeter shooter. Uh, these are some strong, strong girls with a with a you know just a team that's depth. We've got a couple freshmen uh, that are coming into play as well. So it stretches nine through twelve. We've got all sorts of different uh, styles of play, and and these girls are really they're working hard. And the schedule it's a tough schedule. You know, um, you said eight and two overall. Uh, we hosted uh, Mercy McCauley this past weekend, and, and they, they they took it to us. They definitely uh, they they definitely watched the, did their due diligence on film, and and they came in here and and, and they they worked us. And best thing about that is it's a nice mid season where you can say, okay, we we want to be the best. We have to play the best, and we have to learn from this, and we're going to move forward from it. And I think these girls are all in. And uh, when you play teams like that in the middle middle of the season. Uh, I, I think there's a lot to say about the character of the team and how you come back from that e- even more so. So we're really excited. To, again, we host another tough opponent this Thursday, which is the Earth, which is Earthline Academy, and then uh, on Saturday we we host uh, Anderson. So obviously, good ECC competition once again. Absolutely, it is. You, you talk about growing and learning from. Uh, the the loss to a Mercy McCauley there and uh, Dar- Darnell Parker, your head coach, has done a great job and not leading his team, but also carrying them on from those results right there. And obviously, you talked about you want to be the best, you got to beat the best, and uh, you, you move that into league play. And uh, Walnut Hills has kind of been the benchmark in the league for a, a number of years now. Uh, they're right there at the top of the standings with you are. They have one loss in league play right now. And talking to Coach Parker. And uh, some of your, some of the girls on the team, do they think they can sustain the success and challenge Walnut Hills for the ECC title? Oh, they're all in. They, they believe that it's, it's theirs to go and get. Um, they understand what's ahead of them, and they understand that you know if they if they want to leave this mark, they they have to go through Walnut Hills, and that's on that's on uh, their mind, and it's always been on their mind. And although you know we we'll always say it's one game at a time, but you know it's it's. You know, uh, and it is, but they want to. They want to leave their mark. They're a good team. They played together for a long time. 
um, and they're developing these these young kids as well. And um, they believe it's their time. When you got someone like uh, Jillian Hayes, who, by the way, scored her thousandth point um, on 12-7 uh, versus Walnut Hills, um, it was something uh, that's very special. Uh, we've only had, you know, one other person do that here, and so uh, we're very excited that Jillian's uh, at that level. Absolutely, uh, she's been off to a great start, as has the team, and really across the board. Uh, winter sports have done a, a lot of big things thus far, and we still have a long way to go. It's it's hard not to get excited right now with where the team is and yet still see there is so much left uh, in each of their seasons. But, uh, Brian, we're off to a great start here. Uh, good to have you back here with us on the Weekly 80 podcast, and uh, we'll be chatting much more in the coming weeks about all the success your Tigers are having. Jason, I appreciate it. You guys have a good uh, week, and uh, go Tigers. Absolutely. That, that has been this week in Loveland Tiger Sports with AD Brian Knatzer here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.